welcome to Day One Patch Podcast, episode 327. I'm your host, Ryan Johnson. Uh, Matt Lawrence is here. Uh, I was, yeah. You what? You were. What? Oh, yeah, I'm, just, I'm getting out of here. You guys are talking about Overwatch too much before the show. Oh. <laughs> before the show, yeah. Uh, Adrian Petty's here. Hi. And uh, Tim is off streaming. Doing he had to he go does. to the doctor after I ran over his feet. <laughs> Jeez. In the uh, matter of 15 seconds, you've told two lies on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Some of the top stories uh, include uh, BlizzCon or BlizzCon line uh, just occurred. The opening. uh, It's a very difficult thing to say. BlizzCon line. Yeah, it's BlizzCon and online. So you say together BlizzCon line. A one out of five. (laughs) Yeah. So that happened today. Um, some pretty big announcements there, especially for Overwatch. But Overwatch didn't make an appearance at the opening, uh, the opening video. But they had their own thing, and it was a lot of new details. Um, also, Nintendo had their uh, their direct first time in a long time, I think. And I would say mixed reviews on the direct. I completely forgot about it. Too. I meant to watch it, and then. I was upset when you told me about it because I really wanted to. Oh, yeah. That's right. And speaking of Nintendo, they've also begin, begun to discuss the next console potentially and what comes after the Switch. And then also, Silent Hill could be getting two reboots. It sounds like they're not confident in the one. I'm not sure what that means. Is, is yeah, there, that... Are they rebooting? Are they making two games in the reboot? <laughs> or are they... Well, Silent Hill did have like... Well, actually, wait, Adriano, did it did it change uh, genres at all? Uh, genres, no. Play styles, yes. Because I'm wondering whether they're going to do, I was going to say genres, but play styles works too. Like maybe two different play styles then, if it's two games. Yeah, like there is, there, it's already been rebooted once. Like, like there are two, like, like Devil May Cry. I'm kind of, kind of loud here and turn myself down slightly. Like Devil May Cry. There's there was at one point two separate Silent Hill, quote unquote franchises running at the same time, mm. like that that Silent Hill, uh, um, on the Wii, Shattered. I remember playing that one. Yeah, Shattered Memories or Shattered yes. Dimensions or something like that. That is not part of the mainline Silent Hill games. That's that's actually a reimagining of the original story and just told again, but in a in a new take. And they've just kind of took liberties with it. So those are actually not part of the same canon, I guess, whatever you want to fucking call it. Um, and then there was the Silent Hills famous PT thing. So there have been a couple, a few different iterations of Silent Hill. So it it doesn't, doesn't put it, uh, doesn't surprise me that they're talking about like another reboot. But yeah, two of them is kind of weird. Do you remember, uh, okay. do you remember we tried to record the first one? Yeah, I learned something interesting about uh, about the PlayStation hardware that day. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah. it, it uh, kept like it kept like turning off. Yeah, and then our like just for the audience, and and we were like, you know, it's so it'd be like we were using Elgato, an older one now because this was years ago. We had a PS2 connected to it because we had the we had like the the SD HD model of the Elgato. So we're like, okay, we're just gonna play it on PS2. That's the easiest way to play it. Whatever. We go to boot it up, and every time it transitioned, I think it was. It would the, like turn off, and we would miss like 
yeah. I don't know, 30 seconds of footage because it takes a while for the Elgato to come back on. And we thought the Elgato was broken. When it cuts to black, it's cutting the video feed. Yeah. So I, I noticed I, I didn't say anything initially when we were playing it and you were you were cutting from game to menu. And because I noticed that that it was taking a slightly longer than I remember. I was just like, if I if I could tap my foot to it, like I know I would be off because I rem- I don't remember taking that long to transition from game to screen. Sorry, from game to menu to menu to screen. Um, and it wasn't until we were looking at the thing that I realized like, oh, there's actually two different resolutions that's happening between the menu and the game. And when turns out when it dips to black in that half second, it must the video card on the PlayStation must change like it just like changes output and it comes back up. And it was fucking up the recording. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes that makes sense. In hindsight, yeah. And it worked. And it's not like it was the card acting up either. Because we used that thing for years. Like, even into our streaming of it. Um, which was, you know, I would say, I don't know, five-ish more years. I'd say we used that thing. Or five-ish years total even still. So, like, yeah, just bizarre. Like, old, old analog tech, I guess, back then. The way they yeah. used to do stuff. So we'll get into all that, um, but with first, uh, what's new, Matt? Me? Um, yeah. yeah, Matt. I have had a uh, a week week, if that makes sense. Um, okay. Just doing just doing the general sort of doing a little bit of Fallout seventy six, doing my daily op, doing the fast knot uh, event that's on. Uh, terrible rewards this time because the reward pool has grown again. And uh, I haven't gotten any of the new rewards, and I've only seen two people have the new rewards so far. I'm sure there's a bunch out there, but I've only seen two personally. Um, so there's that whole thing. I did get one good piece of armor from it, although it's not from my build, but I will keep it on uh, on hold in my stash uh, for when the perk layouts or perk, whatever the heck they call them, perk loadouts come out. Um So that's one thing that I, I'm looking at, or special loadouts. Uh, but... Uh, I've just been doing the the 76. I haven't really done even any building in 76. I've just been doing some housekeeping. I did do a little bit of uh, Tropico 6, actually. Um, been playing the Tropico 6 uh, multiplayer a little bit and um, on PC. And uh, pretty, pretty good. Pretty damn good. Pretty, pretty fun. So I know that we played Tropical 4 years ago on the PS4 and it was really buggy. We kept having save issues and we tried different people too, and everything, different hosts, and it just wasn't working out. Saves wouldn't load and things wouldn't save and crashes and every other damn thing. But uh, when we played it, it was like one island, if I remember correctly. And we got we just had to like build on this one island and kind of make our own borders. Uh, that's not how it works anymore. So you can choose maps with multiple islands. Uh, each player gets uh, their own island. And if if let's say there's eight islands and two players, you can just go and claim other islands. Now, I haven't done that part yet, but I have sort of um, I don't know if you guys remember, but I have sort of beaten the eras. So there's sort of like the colonial age, the Cold War age, the et cetera, et cetera. Um, so uh, I've been playing it for like a bit and I'm at the point now where basically uh, I think it, I'm either like trying to get to the modern age or I'm in the modern age and I've just become like a big tourist uh, town basically. So I reached a point in which um, I'm like a fully open uh, – I 
in this game, there's like more factions than I remember in the other ones. So like I kind of you kind of have to like balance the relationship. So I have like a fully like uh, open sort of uh, policy. So everybody, everybody's allowed to vote. Everyone's like no one's oppressed because I want my tourists to be happy uh, in in the game. And basically I am like balancing all these factions. There's like the religious faction, the capitalist, the industrialist, the environmentalist, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, I'm balancing all of those. And what's pretty cool, what's really cool is, is like you can like siphon money off. Like you can still do the typical like tropical shit. So you can like siphon money off to a Swiss account, pay people off and stuff like that. So like that's sometimes how I keep people happy. Uh, I always have like a card to play, like a big tax cut that I can play. Um, but yeah, like that's that's kind of where I'm at. You know, typical just like, you know, ridiculous tropical stuff where you're just like so corrupt that like even when you're not corrupt you're doing something corrupt to not be corrupt which is kind of what i'm doing in that game currently um, game made for matt lawrence uh, yeah so uh but yeah i i don't know i've been having a, i've been having a really good time with it on uh, pc so uh that, that's been a ton of fun and uh yeah i'm just basically i think i'm probably pretty close i probably could do it now but i'm probably pretty close to being able to start another outpost now whether that uh i do know that from what I've read from the description of the game, uh, that you can build bridges. So it's like the maps are big, but like the ma- the islands aren't super far away. So like you can build bridges between the different islands. So I don't know whether by taking over another island, do I have to go from like the colonial stage back up? Or is it like I just get more land, sort of like a roller coaster tycoon type of deal? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so I've been having a, a blast doing that. I have another save where I am like an oppressive dictator. I've been trying to like play the different things. And that is a damn hard way to play uh getting my ass kicked poor as hell it's 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 difficult um but yeah so yeah i i've been playing that uh, quite a bit and uh i did a little bit of uh watchdogs so watchdogs legion like i said starting to get a little bit fatigued of the gameplay loop um like I said before, and I really wanted to get into more of the main story stuff because the main story stuff seemed to, at least at the point that I'm at, break up the monotony. I did not do that yet. Uh, however, yesterday I did uh, turn on a podcast and just sort of clean up the map. So kind of more of the monotony, uh, but just to sort of clean it up. And I finished one of the burrows and I finished a bunch. I got a bunch of tech points and stuff so I can upgrade myself uh, for when I play it next. But yeah, it was mostly just a little bit of Tropico, like one really long session of of Tropico and Fallout and then a little bit of Watch Dogs. So that was it. That was the latest uh, Tropico? Uh, Yeah, I think. Yes. Yeah. So I have Tropico. How much different is it from the one we played? We played four and and I'm playing six uh, El Presidente edition. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah so yeah the game the game is ridiculous like it's you know it's supposed to be totally ridiculous uh it knows what it is it knows what it is like it's, it's like a totally like a parody almost of, of a game uh but yeah it's 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 great so that's been my week as el presidente as mateo as i name <laughs> my president oh matt uh, change. um same kind of rotation from last there's there's a couple games that i want to start i just haven't had time to start it but uh diablo 3 overwatch dead cells assassin's creed syndicate not much further than that uh i did some star wars squadrons some sea of thieves which i've actually been playing quite a bit of even without even you know not with you guys i've just been kind of doing some random you kept playing after uh after we left last time yeah somebody sunk our ship after we all disbanded and then uh, oh so you didn't get away 
oh no i he didn't kill me i was just stranded on the island oh. like 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 i literally watched him i i as soon as i took that screenshot and i sent it to you guys i literally watched him just row up to the back of the ship take a barrel take a barrel off jump in the water and so he was just out of sight of me and then all of a sudden i just hear boom and just the entire ship just went up just it got rocked and then it sank a couple minutes later <laughs> like he he i don't know if he knew i was there but he did not give a shit about me he literally just i watched him sail up pick up the barrel jump in the water and then explode and that was it um i i almost wish i had recorded it it would it was really funny to watch um and then hearthstone i've uh every every goddamn day um <laughs> that's pretty much it I, I definitely forgot to mention the Sea of Thieves because that was a that was a full night of craziness. Man, we killed we killed two what two skeleton galleons. Uh, we fought two other of the skeleton sloops, but like in a dis, in a disabled state. We attacked and killed a kraken for the first time. Like I've never we never killed a skeleton galleon. At least I haven't. Two of those down. Now a kraken's dead. We chased after players. We we took out that one that one guy that had like a copious amount of skulls, which was really bizarre crazy oh man i felt bad for doing what we did but at the same time it felt great because i i've been on that receiving end of it and for once it was nice to be the (laughs) the dominant force just just taking somebody else's treasure it was what i liked about it too was it was really monotonous like it was really action-packed when he showed up to the island we were all like sneaking around and getting ready and stuff and then it was like a little bit of a little bit of a skirmish and then we decided to give chase and the chase was like really monotonous but then there was like a really great payoff where he tried to do a diversion with a dinghy and that completely failed. And then like <laughs> we just jumped in and took him out and then his ship sank. So just like a crazy, like a crazy, like Captain Jack Sparrow type of story, basically. Uh, as for myself, um, a bit of a weird selection of games. I had purchased the original um, Borderlands. Started playing uh, that. Okay. It's such an odd feeling game. Oh, uh, the hell? Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Shall I propose this? Matt? No. We, oh. <laughs> every Borderlands, every mission, every expansion. Yeah? Huh? No. No. Come on. Huh? Wait. This has been offered several times. All right. So, okay, go ahead, Ryan. Sorry. The first one feels so lonely, and there's something odd about the atmosphere in that game. I'm not sure what it is. It's uh, I I hear that from a lot of people who went and replayed it, but I don't feel like like I would probably agree with that when if I were to replay, but I don't remember it being like that. Like I just remember it being like number two. Also, what's funny because of the cell shading, it uh, it still looks good, but. Like the colors they chose, it, very reminiscent of the era when it came out, when everything was kind of grayscale or brown scale. You know what I mean? Not a lot of colors popped. Everything kind of melds together. I I I absolutely remember that first area. Like I remember the first town. Fire, yeah, I remember like stone. that first area really well. Like walking out of the town, I can I know where the arena is on the right down the road quite a bit. Um, stuff like that. Like it, it definitely feels. I don't know that game. That game felt weird back then too. Like, it, yeah, I don't it did. know. I don't know what it is. That game feels like. I don't like. I know you guys haven't played uh, Xenoblade Chronicles or whatever the hell it's called on on Wii U. Can't but, say I have. Hmm. 
Can't say I have. But like, okay, so basically, I think it's Xenoblade Chronicles, maybe it's Xenoblade Chronicles X, I don't know, whatever. But it's on the Wii U, and they made the game like completely like an MMO. Like the city and the roads and everything are absolutely massive, and the game isn't multiplayer. There's like some weird like shared world stuff, but there's no like other players running around your world. And then with Borderlands, I feel as though like the game could go on forever, but then I feel like it's too linear to do that. It's sort of like the same effect where it's like Xenoblade Chronicles isn't MMO enough. And I would say that like Borderlands isn't RPG enough. Like it's the same type of issue. I, I don't I don't know because it just it's like. Oh, like there's a bajillion guns. And so you'd be like, oh, cool. But then like there's like 15 that are viable or like 10 that are like really good or something. And it's like, well, then like this is ridiculous. Like this is this is a stupid problem to have. You know what I mean? Like it's just it doesn't. I don't know. It just it, it feels that game feels weird to me. Like uh, the whole the whole series feels very bizarre. Like even um, like honestly, the closest thing I can think of to Borderlands in. um formula would probably be the division and the division just feels more natural i don't know what it is really that's the closest you come to formula i can't think i can't really think of like personally off the front that i've played to be clear dead uh, island i would say yeah, way closer okay. to formula than than uh, the division <laughs> uh dead island's more yeah. but hang on a minute though dead island is more um linear i would say like there is a shop and stuff but you don't really need to deal with it but it it's it's very reminiscent in its like mission uh, layouts and 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 selection. Like you can you could toggle on your side missions and go explore and go do those with your your co op team and then yeah. I don't yeah, I don't know. But, it's uh, just... I don't know why. I just I I remember specifically playing Dead Island for the first time and be like, oh, this feels a lot like Borderlands in its in its setup. Because if you look, like, because I always I always equated Dying Light to a better Borderlands. Or so, uh, sorry, to a better Dead Island, but I never really associated Dead Island with Borderlands. But I suppose that's an act. Yeah, like I mean, that's that's pretty accurate. Um, what about something like Rage? Would you equate Rage and Borderlands in the same? Not necessarily play style, but same the first tone, Rage tonal tone or sh- genre. First Rage never beat it, but yes, I agree with that. I agree with Ryan on that. Second Rage. Um, Second Rage, no. See, the, okay, the thing is with, with Rage is there's stuff that you can do. So I, I've beaten Rage 2, and the, there's stuff that you can do in the cities, but you don't hang out in the cities. I think this is maybe where I'm drawing different comparisons. So I really like games where I can go into the population center of the game and actually hang out and do quests there and actually have a bunch of stuff to do, which is probably why I like Oblivion so much, because there's actually quite a bit of quests in the cities and there's a couple of the cities that are rather large or at least for that time period of, of game development um so like they, you know they're rather large cities and you can actually hang out and stuff and that's kind of why i like morrowind as well because you stumble upon a huge city and there's tons of people to talk to and tons of shops and stuff with something like borderlands it's weird to me because it's like you're always out there fighting you're always out there doing but there's very little to do in the population center which makes the population center feel very detached but then with borderlands it's like there are you know vendors and vending machines and people to talk to but you can like rarely talk to them um i would say rage is rage is definitely that but it plays into it like i i know who the characters are but you don't 
develop any sort of care about them. You like the game is very much like go out in the wasteland and kill stuff. Go out in the wasteland and kill stuff. Find some stuff out there, bring it back and like upgrade your stuff, but then go out, go out in the wasteland and like fight stuff. Um, so I think it like it pushes you accordingly. But Borderlands, like I, I don't know, Borderlands just feels very bizarre to me. I think I think the uh, I think it's supposed to be like a kind of a Western, too. Right. And so maybe they're trying to go for that lonely kind of gunslinger kind of vibe. Well, there's that one. Um, there's that one big city in Borderlands 2, because I've played a fair bit of Borderlands 2 as well. Beat yeah, Borderlands 1 right. and then I've played Borderlands 2 quite a bit and never beat it. But it's like the, the, the you know what it probably is, actually, is now that I say it is like the characters of Borderlands are very iconic. Like I remember Dr. Zed. And like mm-hmm. the guy who, the, the armory guy, and yeah, the like I, the the NPCs and the shopkeepers are memorable. The actual four main characters are not at all. Yeah, the they, four main characters aren't, and the cities aren't. And I think that that's always weird when it's like, oh, everyone knows who Moxie is, and then you go to the town and there's like three people in there, and you're like, does everyone know who Moxie is? Because like I, no one comes to this damn city. I don't think Moxie wasn't even in the base game for the like. I don't think she showed up until the DLC of the first game, and then she and then she was rolled into as a, as a as an NPC character for the second one. I've only seen this. I've only seen her in the second game. I don't think I played the DLC the first. Uh, um, the, the the first game is very lackluster, especially towards the end. It's the DLC, which makes up for it. In fact, like Gearbox considers to be the, the vault, the fort of General Knox's fort or whatever that DLC pack is called. They actually consider that, that pack there, which is the fourth one to be the proper end of the game because the, the end of the first game is very lackluster. But uh, what else were you playing, Ryan? Uh, I, I want to know more... why you were playing that. <laughs> I don't know. Just uh, nostalgia, I think, at this point. Um, and it was on sale, and so I just decided to pick it up. Uh, that's all. All right. Fair enough. Uh, I also played a lot more of Final Fantasy XIV, uh, making my way through that. Uh, I still... <laughs> I just... MMOs are just too much, I think, for me. There's just too much going on. You need to know too much. Uh, like you, had, you really have to be invested in these games, right? You can't really kind of play them casually, which is kind of what I'm doing. There's Are a bunch of jo- different guilds you can join, and and uh, the, all these different crafting materials and the traditional MMO stuff, huh? Yeah. Are you going to continue this? Or are you going to call quits? Or I'm gonna I'm gonna play the story as long as I can until I run into a point where you know I kind of get stuck or something. Uh, I do have I have joined a free company, and so I don't, I don't want to just kind of bail on them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Got to pay but union I, dues. But I, I'm I'm also not like I think I think a lot of them are at end game kind of stuff. I'm still kind of working my way up to that. So it's we'll see what happens it, when it, I get it's to bizarre to me that like you didn't take to Elder Scrolls Online then. I know that it. we've had our complaints throughout the years with its multiplayer and how it handles quests. But I mean, I'm surprised that you didn't just play it single player. Like I am I am surprised that that's a game you never beat because it's very much like SOTOR in production quality with the full voice and all that. But like it's very uh, Elder Scrolls-esque, Elder, single Elder Scrolls-esque for an MMO. Yeah, I, I still want to play it. Like I actively want to play it. And every time I see it on like the PlayStation Store or something, it, it makes me want to play it. I mean, you have it. I, I know. Um, I, I don't know why I never continued on with it. 
It might it's be not just worse too big. than any other MMO is. Is it just the size? Like, I don't know. I have no idea why I stopped playing it. Because it's like it, it's always it's always terrible when you see some game come out and it's like, yeah, that'd be cool to play, and then you're like, yeah, but it's you know, a hundred hours just to start getting good with it. It's like, holy yeah. crap! Like, what the fuck? And uh, <laughs> I'm also currently trying to download Star Trek Online. Hey, you gonna do uh, some Star Trek Online? I, I don't know. Maybe. Because uh, I, because uh, my brother and I were supposed to start that, but he can't. He, he wants to play it on on P on PlayStation, so he's waiting to get a PS5. Uh, but I was downloading hey, it on PS PC though. I I maybe uh, maybe I'll join you on PC and then I'll I'll start a separate separate one with him on. Is it uh, is it cross game though? It's not cross. I'd I'd just be I'd be playing two different ones. Oh man. But uh, let let me know. I'd uh, I have it installed. I think. I'd, I'd give it a go. Oh, you have I, it installed. I'm pretty sure I have it installed already. Um, I, I could. Well, I we could, gotta finish Borderlands. Yes, we'll we'll do Borderlands and we'll do then we'll do Star Trek Online. You guys right? are still yes. fucking around with one <laughs> of the Borderlands games. Ryan just started yeah. the first one, and then you wanted to play all of them with me, every mission, all DLCs. This is too much Borderlands. Sorry, I want to just play video games with my friends. Gee, no, no, sorry. I'm not saying that. God, oh my god, we're playing Sea of Thieves. <laughs> I'm I'm making fun of your Borderlands work work ethic. Hey. Hey, the, but the Borderlands Three is not only us playing Borderlands to get through it. This is and and I'm not even being c- colorful here. I'm not exaggerating. This is a genuine example. I'm showing Ryan the pace at which I play video games. This is no different <laughs> from any other video game that I play. This is how long it takes me to play. Three hours. Oh, I would have been done it a long time ago. Yeah, three hour stints, like every, like once a month, maybe. That's that's how often I play a game. <laughs> It takes me years to get through games. <laughs> I don't even know how the story sticks with you. Uh, I will. I forget about it until I'm in it again, and then I may remember what's happening. And like <laughs> okay. it take it takes me a second, and it was like, oh, it's just downloading packets in the background, and then I was like, oh, okay, I got it. Uh, same thing with books. Like I'll I'll forget how what's happening in the book until I read the first couple of lines of the the next chapter, and I'd be like, oh, it's all flooding back. Man, you know what's bad about books is like. Um, if I watch a movie once, it's it's like the, the the plot slowly drifts away as time passes. But you can always watch a movie again. It's a lot. It's a bigger investment to, to read a book again to remember all the the details. Yeah. You know, and then, and then there's like books that people absolutely adore, and it like it it changed their lives, and like I'm I'm sure it did, and and I'm 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 happy that they found a book that they love. But like I know somebody who reads her favorite book once a year. That's on top of all the other reading she does. She mm-hmm. makes a point to reread her favorite book once a year. And she's like, I don't have like I don't have time to wipe my ass sometimes. Like I, I don't know I don't I don't know why I'll be able to read a reread a book every <laughs> like I wanted there's a bunch of books and things I want to do that I haven't experienced already. Jeez. All right. Um let's hop into the stories. So yeah, BlizzCon literally just happened uh, when when we were recording this. Um I think we we me and Adrian we both watched the opening thing of Magic. I, I got I started late. I got through the opening stuff. I didn't get past that. Yeah, but uh, fill so me I'm just in on kind of go Overwatch. through some of this stuff. Um, this is from IGN. They put a little list together of all the things announced at the opening video. Uh, Blizzard Arcade, which is a collection of their old games, it's launching today on PC and consoles. 
Mm-hmm. You can get games like Lost Vikings, Blackthorn, and Rock and Roll Racing. Both are classic and newly enhanced formats. There you go. Yeah. Uh, there's some World of Warcraft stuff, which I'm sure Tim could have uh, could have enjoyed. I think that was a that was a cool little uh, trailer they put together. It's funny how they're sticking with like their old timey like looking graphics. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's amazing that they uh, they stick with that. I guess they kind of have to, maybe. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not familiar. And Adriano, did you get to the Hearthstone stuff? Yes. What's happening well, with the Hearthstone stuff? Do you know? uh, so the Hearthstone stuff, I didn't. I didn't watch the in-depth Hearthstone, like the dedicated stuff on the channel. But the stuff that they showed at the beginning, pre-opening ceremony, is the same stuff that they actually announced like a day or two ago. But essentially, they are revamping uh some of the sets so wild and standard are still around in name um for the most part wild is still exactly as it was it's everything standard is still just the latest expansions plus the what is now going to be the core set of the year so up until now you've the standards always been the three latest expansions um plus basic and classic cards. So the problem was you have the oldest possible sets, which were basic and classic, which everyone gets when they get the game. You literally just open it up and you could, you literally do your leveling up and you get those cards. And then you jump all the way ahead to these expansions. Um, and they've had, they've over the years kind of adapted the, the classic cards, not the basic, but they've adapted the classic cards and they've, um, tweak them here and there uh, they move some of them to hall of fame um they've uh made other adjustments here and there so now they are getting rid of what we knew as classic and basic um and they are introducing core sets yearly so we are going to have a core 2021 set some magic the gathering players will will be familiar with the core sets um and so now it's going to be the current core set plus the three latest expansions and then as the as the new expansions come out and the last one drops off um that that still kind of does its rotation and then they'll what they'll do is they'll roll over the, the core set appropriately for each year because we are now in the year of the mammoth is what they call it um uh and then on top of all of that they are doing what they did with uh wow and there is now a new hearthstone classic it's kind of confusing because the cards they are getting rid of to move into the wild set are the classic and basic cards but they're they're introducing a new section called hearthstone classic so it's not it's kind of confusing but classic is essentially hearthstone as it was in 2014 and um, it's all of the original stats for those cards too. So if there are any any alter all, uh, alterations they made with mana or health or attack is um, is uh, gone back to the original and that is playable. And you can still you can still level up and rank up and do your your competitives in there. but then there's also the the other stuff which is standard slash wild, which is has the core now. That's the pretty much the the gist of it. 
So I can't wait to open up my Hearthstone and see all my decks fucked around with, and I'll have to go <laughs> and fix all those. Apparently, Hearthstone Hearthstone is also getting its own Warcraft themed expansion called Forged in the Barrens. Yes, yeah, so that's just they're all they're all uh, Warcraft themed uh, expansions. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this is just the new one that they decided. Why did they feel the need to point that out? <laughs> I I don't know because because it's weird because it used to be they they really used to stress Hearthstone Heroes of Warcraft like that mm. used to be the the and then they kind of dropped the subtitle and they just called Hearthstone and now they like made that weird I I noticed it too when they then they talked about it um that that point to say hey uh, the Warcraft expansion so I would love it if they just kind of made Hearthstone Heroes of Blizzard and if they started working in other expansion like other games like make give like a Diablo expansion and give a Overwatch expansion or Starcraft expansion and kind of just make it an all-around Blizzard game not necessarily just a Warcraft game um but I I think that's too much that's too hopeful because uh, like I think a, I think a Starcraft card game would be really fun um that's uh, pretty much it for the Hearthstone. Uh, we also, we've been playing um, Diablo after the podcast, and mm-hmm. uh, Diablo 4 got a, a bit of an update there, too. They're, they they revealed a new class, and this class is from the original Diablo. It's a rogue. So that's making their way back into uh, that's uh, That's what I Diablo was 4. in. Uh, yeah, Matt, so uh, get your shields ready for when Adriano yeah. oh, chooses God. a rogue. And yeah. watch your ass. Yeah, quite literally for the listener <laughs> in that game, like the shield is based upon, I guess, random chance um, or like there's a chance on the shield. Anyway, like you can't block manually by clicking a button. And Adriano was a bow character, <laughs> rogue, whatever. Um, and he would come up behind whatever and he would like start shooting. Ryan and I have swords. We're like the warrior or whatever they are. So we would run up and like attack. He had friend like the friendly fire was on so he could shoot us in the ass. And he had done so several times. And Ryan and I, at one point... Several dozen times. Several do- like, like, a lot of times. Like, every every time. Every conflict. Every time. So, Adrian was always shooting us in the ass. So, we're having trouble with this game. We had to go back once and get some gear and stuff like this because we died. And the game's really fucking hard to get your loot we back sometimes. Quit. Hmm? We almost, we almost quit, quit a couple times. Like, it's, it was bad. We persevered. But the point is, we went back. And eventually, I think it was you, Ryan. You, like, looked it up. Because we were near the end. Yeah. And you're like, people are saying that, you know, you should switch from the two-handed, which is what we were doing, to the the sword and shield at the later time because the amount of damage they do is now higher, blah, blah, blah. So we switched and we realized not that we were blocking the creatures, which was helpful, though, but that we were dying less because we we were blocking the shots <laughs> from Adriano. Literally, there's a time where every single time you, you block, like your guy goes, ting, and he turns around like just instantly without an animation, basically, to the person like that you're blocking. I was fighting a big, whatever it is, demon thing. It's Diablo. And I, my character turned around like eight times in rapid succession, like ting, 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 ting. And I didn't take a single hit from the creature. I just blocked like eight or nine hits from Adriano and shoot me directly in the ass. Uh, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny because it's a, it's a hit scan system. It's not, it's not a projectile. So it's just instant. Like as soon as I fire, it registers whether it's a hit or miss. Like there's no, there's no like in between frame. It's just hit and then miss or hit or a hit, uh, fire, then hit. It, um, but I can, I'm definitely going to be that rogue class in Diablo Four. That that was very impressive what they showed off. It was cool, eh? Yeah. Um, 
Uh, they also showed off. I don't have it here in this list, but they also showed off uh, Diablo Immortals. That bit. looks way cooler than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I'm curious. I don't know if they said this or not. I'm curious if it has controller support. Would that be interesting? Um, uh, yeah. I mean, it's been it's been cooking for a while, so they may have added some of those modern things. Yeah, because that would be more modern than when it was announced, right? Like, I mean, there was controller support before, but like not as common. I would yeah. bring a, I would bring a controller to work and play oh it on my, my lunch. Just set up uh, in the cafeteria and just man, it'd be so good on an iPad too. God damn! I mean, I can just play now with uh d- with digital analog sticks. I'm used to it now. Oh, oh really? Man, yeah. you disgust me. I decided to learn it because I was like, this is probably the future. To some no, extent. they're no because they're just introducing controller support, which means now everyone's going to be now they're going to start. It's not the, the future, like as if it's the replacement for the controllers, but it is a way of input. Like X Cloud, for example, Ryan and I played. I believe it was the first touch uh, game, touch compatible game, which was uh, Minecraft Dungeons. Now uh, there's a there's a whole section of touch compatible games. It's not the end of the world, and plus, if you're if you're playing on the go, you don't need all the comforts of playing on a console at home yeah I, th- that's why i decided to learn it i was like this this may come in handy i'm just gonna learn this yeah and then they finally ended the uh the show with uh, diablo 2 resurrected now they made this very much seem more like a remaster than what i was just hoping for or or thinking at least of a remake so they basically went the route of like when they when they uh remastered starcraft. halo or starcraft where the base game is still running like underneath it all and you just have like upgraded textures on top, mm-hmm. and you can, actually, think, you can literally swap between them. Yeah, on the on the uh, on the con- on the PC, they I think you could swap. I don't think they'll, they'll be able to do that on the console. Oh, I guess so. Yeah, uh, I, I have a feeling if you load into that, like they're not gonna, you're not gonna be able to swap between it on the. Now this game is launching on everything: PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and Nintendo Switch. Nice. I think I think I know that like we had a conversation with him before the show and he was saying something along the lines of, hey, he wished it was more sort of remade, I guess, in the Diablo three sort of style. Um, That's what I was hoping for, too. I actually am like I'm done with Diablo two. Like I've played Diablo two to death when I was a kid. I played it once with you guys because we're playing through the Diablos right now, as we mentioned a couple of times. But I will say that I actually think having played so much Diablo two, that this is the right way to go. If I. Because I played Diablo 2 years and years and years ago. That was the bulk of my time. And then I came back and played it recently with you guys, uh, like within the year. Uh, I would say, personally, if they had released Resurrected, I would have preferred that over Diablo 3 style. Because I actually think there's like like a style, like but a, like an intentional one of Diablo 2. And I think that Diablo 2 is more about the nostalgia and of course, like the style, of course, but it's like it's sort of like the evolution of Halo. Halo Infinite is going to be di- way different than Halo One ever was, right? Open world, whatever, blah blah mm-hmm. blah. And it's changed throughout the years. You know, not like crazily. It's still a first-person shooter, uh, with the exception of something like Halo Wars. But like, um, I just think that with Diablo, with Diablo Two, I think that the game, because it was still active online, we, we were chatting with people online. Uh, I think the game is good enough where I think that they weren't held back technically 
Diablo 1, they were held back technically. You can feel it. Like, the game is clunky. It's hard to run around. You know, it runs kind of poorly. Even with this new version, the online, like, the battle net for it went down for a few weeks or whatever oh, it was. Or God, a couple that weeks. was horrible. Like, yeah, like, like, when we were trying to play it, it went down for a couple weeks. So we had to wait for them to fix it and stuff like this. And, yes, we were playing the new GOG version. Um, and like, But yeah, it, it, was, it, it was still using the battle net servers. That's exactly it. So what I mean is, is, like, I feel like Diablo 1 was held back. Not held, like... Like it was basically like the the tech the technical limitations were holding them back. I think with D two maybe graphics sure like I really like I've only seen one screenshot of this resurrected uh, Diablo two resurrected. I feel like maybe the graphics they were held back a bit, but really I think the mechanics that they wanted at the time were what they wanted. Like I don't think they were like man I wish we could do X, but I think that that was the case with Diablo one. They're probably like I wish we could do this, but it's just not quite possible yet. Um, and I, I don't know. I just think personally, I, I prefer having D3 be D3 and D2 be just D2 with like upgraded graphics. Am I going to buy it? No, but yeah, that's my, that's my take on it. I, I would have bought it if it was a remake, but it just being a remaster, I don't think it's worth it. Cause we just, we literally just played them, you know, does it work with the old servers? Like, can you play if someone has the old game? Like, like I we just made new characters on Diablo two. We played the game. We beat it. Uh, on normal because we just wanted went through for story can we go and just log into our battle net account um on d2 resurrected i i i have to imagine that it is going to be the same launch like it's going to be the same uh same game like i have a feeling you're just going to launch into diablo 2 and they're just going to have it on top of it yeah so you think uh, it will work i have i did I have a feel like like the that's what they did with the Starcraft the Starcraft re the whatever it is re whatever the fucking calling it is uh you can you can do the same thing you can toggle between your two your two graphical um, styles graphics graphical styles but they said they said specifically when they launched that they made a point for people still running their original Starcraft EXE files still running those ones they could still play with those people. You can you could still play with anyone who's playing any version of StarCraft anywhere. So I have to imagine See, that's they're going to do the same thing with Diablo. But yeah, because the, the base game is literally running yeah. underneath it all. Because think about all the people like we were like I said, we were we, we, we were just in there and there were people online like we were chatting with people yeah. in the chat like there's people there. There's yeah, a lot. And so imagine having the same account for God knows how many years. That's the beauty of, of PC gaming is your, your communities are long lasting. You you always have a family to go back to, I guess. But like so that, that that like that would be fucking awesome for them. On uh on PC, PS5 and Xbox Series X, the remaster will run at 4K at 60 frames per second. Ooh, nice. Doggy. Nice. Did That's you um good. little side little side thing when they when they first showed the trailer for the Blizzard arcade collection um did you see the platforms that it was coming out on at the bottom? No, why? <laughs> They're not. It's there's no actual Series X, S, or PS5 release. It was PS4 and Xbox One. <laughs> that was where the, those were the consoles that it was coming out on. And I guess those people were just gonna be running those versions on their new console. Oh yeah, yeah. And on, on top of the uh, Switch version, which they was also at the bottom. I mean, that's how uh, 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 the, the, the Mass Effect is. Yeah, the master of Mass Effect. Yeah, it's not a dedicated PS5 or Xbox Series X version. Have you? Which is uh, a little disappointing, but I mean, 
Yeah, have you looked at have you looked at that? Is it? Uh, I heard it's very good looking. It's a it's a very. Well I saw done some screenshots. Upgrade. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. I think that the problem is like you can make it look nicer, but it's still lacking it's, the detail and like the way they, I guess, for lack of a better term, set dress. You know, the uh, the, the levels in games now is is so so better than it used to be. Yeah, worlds back then were like really empty. You know. All right, and then this is a. Well, I was supposed to say. Sorry, I just I'm reading up on this, and like I don't know about the playing the old D two characters, but like specifically, I'm just reading here. Planned feature cross progression. Keep your progress wherever you play. With the planned cross cross progression feature, you'll be able to access your characters and keep their progress wherever uh, you play Diablo two Resurrected. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I I cross cross progression i was really kind of hoping that they would do cross play but i don't think they're going to do that well it says bring your characters and loot across all supported platforms retain your level quest um progress uh skills and talents yeah cross progression requires a link to battle in an account and separate diablo 2 resurrected purchase for each supported platform. yes but I, I i still don't think they're gonna let you do cross play like if i oh i can i, I can i can bring my character over but if i'm playing with you guys on pc then i want to go play with my brother on console like i have a feeling i can't play with all four of you at once i'll have to i'll have to play with him for a bit then come back or do whatever interesting yeah. but that's a shame so they did not talk about overwatch 2 during these opening uh, ceremonies, um, but they didn't have a video right afterwards um, where they gave a ton of detail. Yeah, almost too much detail. This game, yeah, is going give to me be that detail, Ryan. Massive, it sounds like. So IGN put together this list of fifty-five new details that were revealed. I'm just going to try to pick out some here. Give me, uh, give me, give me the top five. Top Ryan's top five. New segment right now. Ryan's geez. top five. Um, the maps. They showed off two new maps. One was in Rome, and one was New York City. And they look pretty damn incredible. Uh, they got a lot of like the architecture right in here, uh, and they have that cool kind of blend between like the old, ancient, human architecture and then like their their Overwatch futurism. And it looks really well uh, incorporated. So that's that's pretty good. You should definitely check those out, Nadron. I really I, cool. yeah, I plan on watching everything. I just uh, probably not till tomorrow morning. Uh, so yeah, obviously they went over PVP. That was a big deal. Uh, Sojourn was shown off a bit. She is one of the, I think the only new hero they've announced for it, right? And she's from where? Canada. Yeah. Uh, they talked about her weapon, um, and they actually said that she is their favorite, uh, character so far, or, or turned into one of their favorite characters. Uh, she has a railgun, and, uh, apparently it's pretty deadly if you're good at, good at aiming. So that was that was pretty cool. Uh, let me just, I'm just gonna read through here. Oh, they they changed up even how a lot of the characters operate. Uh, they talked about how tanks are different now, and they 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 can be a little more offensive. Okay. They have a reduction in knockback. They're sorry, they're knockback to you, or you I, I think you can't. I think I think you can't boop them around as much. Okay. So they're kind of more tanky in that sense, I guess. So is is this going to um I know you guys kept saying barrier watch or something because there were so <laughs> many goddamn barriers slash shield characters. Is this gonna make yeah. even more like you can now you can't boop like Reinhardt around? You're gonna have to You still can. I just think it won't be as easy just to take them out. And obviously all this stuff could change. Overwatch 
one has changed drastically since the first time it launched, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Uh, they also had hero missions mode. And and this one, I think they talked about having hundreds of different missions. They didn't want you to feel like you would run out of things to do in this mode. Because uh, I think this is one of the modes where you can actually level up your character. Um, and so instead of just making you feel like you had to grind the same mission over and over just to level up your character, they actually wanted you to have new things to do night after night. It's basically how they put it. Is this I, is this the PVE? I believe this is PVE. Yeah. 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 Any, anything am, with, uh, with leveling up your characters, I think, is PVE. I am genuinely concerned now that I won't get a PS5 in time for this release. Uh, well, I, Adriano, I actually think that because they're saying this hundreds of levels, I think that backs up. I mean, it's just a theory, but I think that backs up by free to play theory. And you're going to be able to play the PvP anyway, because uh, you have your Overwatch one disc. But I actually think that Overwatch PvP is probably going to go free to play. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, they said they're gonna. They they said like Blizzard wants to match the Call of Duty Warzone, Call of Duty slash Warzone thing, and like Warzone's free to play, but the base like Call of Duty's like Call of Duty Cold War and Call of Duty Modern Warfare are not. That would make a lot of sense, especially if they're putting this much effort. Like, like this isn't Left for Dead where they put four levels out or ten, even ten levels out, and then they said, "Okay, here you go, boys." Like, if there's actually you know non gimmicky one hundred ish whatever it is levels to play PVE, then that's worth the ticket price of the Overwatch Two disc or digital whatever. And I would say Overwatch Online, the PVP part, was going to become free to play. So like you, even if you can't get a PS Five in time. I mean, you're going to be fine because you're going to be able to uh, Wait. just play the PvP. There was also that report, though, that this isn't coming out in 2021. That's correct. You don't, you don't think you'll have a PS5 by then? Uh, apparently, apparently the, the the fallback from just like the delays in uh, for just like all chips across the board are they're being rippled into a lot of manufacturing for oh. game consoles. Like like some of the, some of the reports are saying that. Holiday 2021 console still might be Holy tough to get crap. a hold on. Yes, and and that's uh, why is I'm, that normal? N- not a year after. I don't, th- I don't think a not year, a year. Yeah, yeah the like, first, but like, would the would the holiday season specifically? Like, I'm thinking like this would be okay. A lot of people will skip the first holiday season because they don't want the first batch of consoles. Fair enough. Second batch of consoles comes around. During the year sometime, fine. Let's just say, I don't know, it's the third batch of consoles that comes out for 2021 holiday. Is it normal? Because then people think that that's sort of like Gen 2-ish. Like it's, you know what I mean? Like it's not the first I, wave. I, I, I'm not too, I I don't have a lot of experience with that. But just like some of the, some of the things I was, I was reading were like, there could be, it could, this could be the, the rate at which consoles are being released for at least another year, apparently. Because a lot, a lot of the, a lot of the, the chipsets that are coming out are going to be held for phones, because those, those are gonna, those have a bigger domination in the market, and like the Xbox and PlayStation release rate is gonna kind of might just be the way it is for a little while. Oh, What's sad, Adriano, is you had, uh, you had both of them. <laughs> yeah, I had, I had both of them right, right here. I had, they were within arm's reach, and I sold both of them. Uh, but, here's something uh, cool with the hero missions too: is that some maps will have brand new areas um, in the hero mission variants. For example, a payload in King's Row may move along a different route uh, 
um, revealing that a normally gated off section opens, revealing a new section of the map behind it. Oh. Oh my god, I'm gonna love this game. <laughs> In 2025, when you get your PS5, yeah. <laughs> sadly. I, I will have a PC, and I could I could always just play it on PC. I would love it if they if they did crossplay. Well, since Diablo 2 did that, I'm 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 hoping that comes to Overwatch 2. I have I have every faith that cross progression will come. Like I have a feeling they're going to tear down the walls and just say here everyone stuff rolls over to everything. I don't know about cross. I would love to be able to to opt in and to control their only and say, oh. hey, I want to play with you know Ryan and Marty on PlayStation. Let me just be on PC. But Here's I, another cool thing. Oh, sorry, Go ahead. But I just I don't I just I don't know that's going to happen. Another cool thing is uh, dynamic weather conditions, which can change mid match. So they showed off uh, sandstorms and snowstorms and rain. Let me guess, snowstorms were in Canada? <laughs> it might have been on the Toronto map. Yeah. <laughs> what about the Texas map, huh? Uh, uh, sandstorms. They don't want to adjust it dynamic for the most recent... Uh... God damn it. Oh, I seriously... I didn't get Jeez. what you were saying until yeah. right now. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. But those looked awesome. Those looked really cool. Hmm. So I'm excited for that. Uh, they gave off some campaign details. Looks like uh, every mission will feature cinematic intros and outros with seamless cuts to and from gameplay. Uh, uh, oh, uh, they showed off uh, Torbjorn's workshop. That was like an area you can play in. Was everything at a half height? Yes. Oh really? <laughs> they 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 said they designed it as if they were Torbjorn. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here you go. The Toronto map will uh, will place uh, during a null sector siege. Take place during a null sector siege, and takes place during a snowstorm, <laughs> which we'll see build up steadily as you progress through the level. I wanna uh, I wanna watch that video. And Seize. Marty said Marty said he saw Tim Hortons. Really, what they're gonna the license fuck? out that franchise? Yeah. <laughs> until until it lapses and then they have to like put it out update. No, though maybe it's, a, it's something just really similar. Like maybe it's just like Hortons. Yeah, I, or, I don't know. Or McDonald's buys a contract and then you see a McDonald's going there. McCafe's. McCafe's. <laughs> Second cup. Oh, uh, they had the Rogers Center too. Yeah, they really. Does it say Rogers though? Hang on. It says Rogers Center. Oh my oh, god. Shit. I was, oh, gonna, say, I was gonna say they're wait, probably wait, gonna call it the Overwatch Center. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, that's just uh that's a picture of the actual Rogers Center. Oh okay. no, they're just it. saying that the, the dome is in the map. Okay. Oh, for Pete's sake. They also got the city hall. Do they have uh, uh Union Station? As I say, Union is Union Station in there. <laughs> yeah. They got the streetcars. Oh, they got the orange and green taxis. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh oh, they don't have the over. They don't have the horns. I, I got. I got to watch that back again. If it's actually said Tim Hortons, that'd be amazing. I I I wonder if they just put it in there for like they contracted it for the, the Blizzard for the BlizzCon. Yeah, specifically for that, they probably are not gonna. I I have to imagine the paperwork for that would be just too much to to roll keep rolling in a license. Uh, for unless Hortons. unless Tim Hortons is gonna have like the exclusive Overwatch donuts. Oh, I was gonna buy those. Imagine like a Roadhog donut. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's pretty good. Yeah. I would want. Cook, I would want cookies. the cookies. I would want the diva one that would be covered in sprinkles. 
because we all know those the, the Devo one would be sprinkles. Oh, you think that they're just going to make like traditional donuts in the colors? I'm thinking like they're going to like actually shape a donut. Like, nah, that's too much work. Or like just at least the face or something. <laughs> no, all, 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 they, all they have to do is put color sprinkles on uh, it and, and they would second. sell me on it. They don't need to actually go crazy with the with the, the cuts. The Overwatch logo is a circle. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they're selling the donuts. You heard it here first, an exclusive. <laughs> no. <laughs> For 210 each. That's Fuck. how expensive they're going to be. When remember, remember, donuts used to be like sixty cents. I, yeah. I don't. Oh, and they used to be so big. You put them in that flat box, so you you could barely get them in there. There used to be like no room to, for them to shift around, and now they just like fly all over the place, like Lucio. Oh, it, uh... Uh, there's a lot of subtle changes too. They they went over the hero looks, how how they're updating them. Um, they wanted to keep like the same basic styles, but just kind of upgrade them a bit. Um. They look like they have some pretty cool weather, or not weather, uh, uh, like texture on the the clothing and stuff. They have some new um, fabric tech. That's what I'm looking for, and a more advanced face rig to allow characters characters to be more expressive, uh, particularly in the cinematics. Do you remember the in-game cinematics they used to have? Um, there was that tracer one where she was on like the on her like motorcycle. Oh, that was the one that that's the cinematic they showed. Oh, that's the latest archives release. That yeah, is, and that's it, that's Havana. It looked really bad, like a lot of the facial expressions and how the characters moved and stuff. So they've updated all that kind of stuff. And they they showed off new uh, a new Farah. Oh, so really? It's not it's not drastically uh, different, but it is updated. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go check her check it out. Uh, Overwatch 2 has new enemies. There's a ton of new enemy types. They wanted to keep things interesting and fun. Uh, Wait, what were the enemy types before? Are they other players? No, in the in the, the PVE stuff. They were very... Uh, they were boring. Very, yeah. Like, faceless soldier, and if you're facing the um, the robots, you're facing, like, an evil Bastion or evil Orisa or, and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Oh. Uh, some really cool tech they showed off is with their audio. So they, I think they they either re-recorded or or enhanced the the sound of all the weapons, and uh, they really changed the way it sounds depending on the location in which it's being fired. And they showed it off uh, soldiers' uh, uh, rifle being fired off in like an open area, in like a closed area, in a hallway, and and it sounded um, really different. How did it sound being fired off in the Tim Hortons? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> A lot of my follow-up questions are going to be Tim Horns related. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Um, a lot of other little little stuff. Like I, I just skipped past a bunch of stuff mm. here, but they they go through it all in the video, and it's a ton of new changes. And the game looks like it's going to be a pretty big game. Fuck! I'm going to have to find a PlayStation now. <laughs> all right, that's it for BlizzCon. Uh, I think there's more days happening. Um, so. I think you I mean BlizzCon Line, actually. Yes, BlizzCon Line. I don't know if I'll be watching the other days. I'm not really sure what's going on during them. Uh, I put it in the calendar, the full, the full schedule. S- schedule. It. Uh, I pasted it as a description in the uh, in that share in that shared calendar. Tomorrow is World of Warcraft Q and A, Hearthstone Q and A, Diablo Q and A, World of Warcraft: The Evolution of Thrall, World of Warcraft Cooking Workshop. So it looks like all the good stuff was today. 
All right, let's move on to the Nintendo Direct. Uh, it's been a while since they had a Direct, I think. Like, I don't think they literally showed off much. Um, I think last time was maybe around around E3 era area time period. Is that right? Uh, yeah, sure. Do you watch the Directs all the time? I, I try to when I remember. I legitimately oh, forgot okay. that this one was happening. In fact, I, I expressed disappointment that I missed it when you told me about it. Uh, so some of the big reveals were this again, or this is brought to uh, brought to us by uh, Gamespot here. Um, Legend of Zelda: Skyward Sword HD revealed. So this was the game that came out for the Wii. Um, it's now making its way to the Switch with the enhanced port. Did you ever play that one, Adriano? No, I never played uh, before Breath of the Wild. I've never played a 3D Zelda game. So was, what was uh, the last one you played before that? One of the 2D ones, Link, Link to the Past. Okay. No, 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 no. Definitely one after that. I don't remember. But uh like the 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 top down and the side and not the sides, the top down early ones I played. So what's really funny is that everyone's wanting Breath, Breath of the, the Wild, Wild 2. 2, yeah. The guy came comes out and he says, I know you all want to hear about you see me and you want to, you you're expecting Breath, Breath of the Wild, Wild 2, 2 and we got nothing for you. <laughs> at least at least at least he's straightforward about it i don't know they announced breath of the wild 2 like a year ago right i think uh 20 2019 it's surprising that they had nothing else to show off uh that that doesn't actually surprise me nintendo's not afraid to kind of like roll back ideas or scrap stuff yeah. like they they scrapped all that they had for Metroid Prime 4. Like, Metroid Prime 4 should have been out by now, and they didn't like where it was going. They scrapped that entire game and said they're starting over from scratch. Yeah. So, and that first, the first Breath of the Wild um, took a long time to come out too, right? Uh, it was, yeah, it was I, supposed to be a big title for the Wii U, and then they kind of delayed it and it became a big title for title the Wii it was yeah, eventually came out on the on the Wii U, but uh, it did roll. It did kind of coincide with the Switch, so they kind of just worked into that. But yeah, I didn't follow much of the Breath of the Wild development because I wasn't anticipating playing that game or liking it. But uh, I'm glad I played it. I'm, uh, in fact, it is it is a weird thing to because I actually played it. I started playing it when it first came out. I bought it on the Wii U, and I just kind of fell off it. I didn't get around to finishing it, and it wasn't until around this time last year uh when stuff with covid really hit the you know, shit hit the fan and i had to change my living arrangements and i went into a i i had to abruptly pretty much pick up my stuff and leave where i was living and i went into a a condo rental like i and i didn't have any of my stuff with me like my computer went into storage my playstation went into storage my, I didn't even take my bed with me. I was literally living on a mattress on the floor in the living room. Like that's that's how much I was roughing it for in this this empty condo. But the one thing I did grab was I grabbed my Wii U and all my games because I'm like I don't even have a TV here, but at least I can still play stuff on the gamepad. Like I can just use that as just a I can literally plug it into a wall and then just run it on the gamepad. And I started I decided to replay Breath of the Wild uh, last year because I was. I didn't have anything else, and I'm glad that I restarted it. Hmm. Uh, Mario Golf Super Rush was revealed. Uh, next game in the long dormant Mario Golf series. Yeah. Uh, I don't have much to say about that. I never really played the other ones. I played the 3DS one a little bit. Is that good? It's okay. 
I think I'd rather just play PGA Tour to be totally blunt. Like, I, it's okay. Like, it's not the greatest thing in the world. Was that was that Simpsons golf game the one that Bart uh, ends up getting instead of? Uh, uh, oh yeah, <laughs> can't remember for Christmas instead of. Uh, I can't can't remember the I can't even remember the actual name of the video game that he wanted to get. Never mind the golf one. PGA Tour and Lynx are the ones that I can remember. Like that are, that are real. What else, silence uh, is deafening. What else? Uh, <laughs> what else? Came uh, Smash Bros. New fighters were were revealed. Uh, oh, who was revealed? I don't know how to pronounce this. Mithra and Pyra from Xenoblade Chronicles Two. Are they Echo fighters of each other? I'm assuming so. I'm not sure. All um, right, then I will go look it up. <laughs> people were joking though that uh, it was exactly what Smash Bros. needed—another anime character with a sword. Yeah. <laughs> Although that's what um, uh, PlayStation All Stars ran into. Everyone, every, everyone of their characters had a gun. Well, uh, wait, did they? What? What other character? There was Sly Cooper, right? Was he in there? Uh, yeah. Jack and Daxter. Although, like, what Jack? They, got, they had they had like weapons, didn't they? Well, because Jack and Daxter, the first one he didn't, but the other ones were like GTA. Yes, yeah. I know that's a weird transition, but that's actually real. Yeah. I don't remember the roster for freaking PlayStation All-Star. I remember I, <laughs> Yeah, what a ridiculous potentially what a ridiculous question, but I remember I used to play Kratos, like Radic. Nathan Drake, <coughs> Big Daddy, which doesn't sit well with me. I hate that that he was on the PlayStation All-Stars. Uh, I don't remember anything. Radic? Sure. Isaac Clark? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> that's space. That's space. Oh my god. What a ridiculous frame. No, so he didn't have a gun, he had a mining tool. It was like a gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's got realistic. It was a gun. They put Zeus in there. What? Like god, we ran god out of, of war. We ran out of characters. Alright, just put a put a Greek god in there. Wait, we do have a a, a series where Zeus is in there. Fuck yeah. yeah, like. Yeah. Um Anyway, uh, lost my page. Where am I? Oh, uh, Splatoon 3. Now, I'm imagining this game is like one of those games that's popular, but no one in our sphere talks about it, right? Yeah, in a slightly different timeline, I could see Marty being really mm-hmm. big into it. Because they saved this till the end. This was announced at the very end, I think. Yeah. And uh, so I imagine it's, it's probably a big seller, especially for them to make three of them. Maybe maybe younger audience. I'm not sure. I don't know. It's a people people who play Splatoon really like like it has its community. People do like that game. And then a few other things were announced. Uh, Fall Guys coming to the Switch. Uh, it's also coming to Xbox. Outer Wilds coming to the Switch. Uh, Outer why? Outer Wilds, not Worlds. Oh, okay. Outer right. Worlds is already on the Switch. Uh, is it really? Uh, yes, I have it. Wow, oh. that's crazy. Is it is it a stream title or is it a, a no? Actual... I, have, I have the cartridge. Oh but yeah, that they could probably get that running on there. That's not too extensive of a game. Uh, Tales from the Borderlands coming to Switch. That's really good. If you guys haven't played it, you should. Play I have. It. It's fantastic. That's really good. It might be better than Borderlands. Uh, for narrative, yeah, a narrative, narrative absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. There, there's actual character and emotion and arcs and yeah. Uh, Stubbs the zombie is coming to Switch. Holy fuck. Isn't that that super old PC game? <laughs> I, I, I gotta look this damn thing up. Stubbs uh, 
the 2005 zombie, zombie no. action game. I think there's that an is Xbox. A, that is a, a fucking old game. <laughs> 2005? <laughs> yeah. Wait, but is the 2005 version coming to the Switch? Or are they getting... Is it a new Stubbs the Zombie game? Xbox cult classic Stubbs the Zombie is getting a re, is getting remastered for modern oh, okay. consoles. That's fine. Headline yeah. from The Verge. Yeah, that makes sense. Holy fuck. I remember seeing this shit, wait, in boxes... At Walmart for PC. In boxes. <laughs> well, it's crazy boxes. to kids today. It's like it, it's like what PC games. So- PC games don't like hardly get sold retail at all. These that this boxes. is back in the day with those big ass boxes that were just way too big for the disc. What are we? Some sort of peasant with our boxes? Yeah, I abs- love, actually, yes. I love that they did that though, because it was clearly like we want this to look substantial and for you to see it on the shelf mm-hmm. and for you to feel like it's worth eighty dollars. I still have the I still have my Jedi Knight Dark Forces two um and the expansion combo pack. Like I still have that box. Like I have the, all the manuals and the game discs in that box still, the original one. If I recall correctly, uh The Sims two came in like big boxes. Uh it was like a DVD case, but like a thick DVD case. And I believe you could put all the expansions in there on top of each other. Hmm. Interesting. Because there were so many Sims expansions, I guess we needed to bring them somewhere or store them somewhere or whatever. I could be wrong about that, but I remember that was, I think that was the case. Hmm. Uh, 3DS's Metopia returns to the Switch. Returns? Fuck, what? Fucking Metopia. Hooey. Did you play the Metopia? Re- no, returns? I remember the name, though. Good lord. Stubbs the zombie on the big stage. That's crazy. (laughs) That's crazy. Like I I thought that that game was just like a zombie. I'm literally I'm literally shocked. Are you gonna play Stubbs the zombie? You're goddamn right I am. Gonna stream Stubbs the zombie? I mean it's gonna be on my Switch. I don't know how to stream, but I maybe I can maybe try. Use the Elgato. You just punch it out, punch it out, and then. uh... Does it have a HCCP? Uh no, but isn't there a bypass on the on the? No, the you have to turn it off on the consoles. Ew! But right. I don't know. I don't know whether the Switch has it. I don't know. Sorry, folks. We know you wanted us to stream stuff to zombies, <laughs> but it can't happen. Uh, this next game, I love the name of it. it. It is a working title, but I still think it was hilarious that they named it this Project Triangle Strategy. <laughs> it's from the uh, team behind Octopath Traveler. I thought you were going to say Octodad, and I was going to burst out laughing again. <laughs> no. Uh, Star Wars Hunters coming to Nintendo Switch. I believe this is a exclusive, I think. World competitive, premiere. Competitive, free-to-play, third-person shooter that sets set before the events of Star Wars The Force Awakens. In Hunters, you can control different characters from the sci-fi franchise and battle against rivals in duels and other skirmishes. Interesting. I find it interesting that it's a Switch exclusive. At least for now, you know. I, I have to imagine it will come to other other platforms. Uh, and that's pretty much it in terms of the big titles. I'm, I'm sorry if I missed one that's important to you, but uh, those where's are the ones. Breath of the Wild? Yeah, that was weird. But anyway, there you go. Switch is still selling like crazy, so maybe maybe I'll buy a Switch if I can't get a PlayStation. But then again, I don't play the shit that I have now anyway, so I would get a switch. <laughs> like you just you talked yourself into and then out of immediately. I, I, have, I, saying I, I have highs and lows when it comes to my video game playing. Like Matt, I somewhere deep down in the back of my head, I 
firmly believe that I will get to every video game that I've ever wanted to play. I know in my heart I won't, but my brain thinks so. You just gotta play them. You just like like instead of it's like doing the redundant that... stuff, you just gotta go and you know what I mean. But even even if I took out all the redundant stuff and I dedicated every minute that I had to just playing games, I still can't get through everything because it's still too much. Not not all... through everything, but you would get through a lot. Like yeah. even if you did, I don't know. Let's say an average of an hour a day on business days only. You know what I mean? That sounds insane. I don't know how I would have time for that. You you play Overwatch <laughs> for at least an hour, damn day. No, Come I, on, I'm not. I don't play Overwatch every day. No, no. So I said an average on each business day. So I'm saying five hours in a week. You're saying that you don't have five uh, hours at home in a week, a whole week. Matt, I come home from work. I work out. I do some work on my computer. I will get maybe time. I I will always make time for Hearthstone because I have to make time for Hearthstone. Well, no, no, no. But the, then, but I'm saying you cut that out. Oh, Matt. Well, now hang on a minute. Matt, but how no, long God, is that? Hang no, on a minute. Matt, how long Matt, is that? How long no. is that? I could spend up to an hour on Hearthstone. Well, th- no, then your argument's null and void. That's it. I could spend up to an hour. Sometimes I'm in and out in 15 minutes, depending on how but, but it But it depends, though, and you always do the full thing. So you could do seven. You could force yourself every week to do seven hours free time if you're doing listen, up to an hour each day for every single day. Listen, I, I will admit, if I, if I quit my weekend job and I no, gave no, myself... No, no, you don't need to do like, that. I could get back to, like, I could start knocking things off, but me me giving myself a six-day work week it's very difficult for me to get through that stuff because no, the other because the other the other errands that just like take up my life and that I, like you just have to kind of do and get done like that then falls to the day that i have off and i have very little time to actually get shit done right does he games. not one second here we're debunking this right did he does he join us on playstation for an hour almost every time we're on yeah yes but here's the thing i join you guys on psn for a chat I'm not necessarily playing a game all the time. No, but you yeah, could be. But no, but I'm doing work. I'm sometimes doing work <laughs> on my computer. I'm just chatting with you guys because I see you guys are on. And I just want to talk to another human being in this time of isolating pandemic. <laughs> that's like, that's like, I'm not, well, just because I'm on PSN with you guys doesn't mean I'm playing a game. I think Adriano needs help with his this, Hearthstone addiction. This, this isn't the, the, the organized Adriano's Life podcast. Yeah. We, that is, that, <laughs> we'll I'm, schedule, no, I'm Excel now. We're we'll right on my Stubbs the Zombie tab. We'll schedule time for the organizing Adriano's Life podcast, okay? We'll, <laughs> We'll figure out a schedule for that. Uh, speaking of Nintendo, we have this article here uh, from GameSpot that uh, the Nintendo is beginning to discuss its next gen, uh, or sorry, just next console after the Switch. Uh, Nintendo's president uh, Shintaro uh, Furukawa, Furukawa, yeah, sure, uh, has discussed that the company's plans for new hardware to come after the Nintendo Switch. In an interview with Nikkei, uh, translated by VGC, uh, Furukawa was Nintendo said Nintendo is always developing new hardware and research and development phase, uh, but the company won't release a new console until it can deliver something unique and meaningful. Uh, that's pretty much every answer from every yes. console manufacturer. Yeah. Uh, he said that Nintendo is constantly researching technology, adding that the uh, software and hardware teams at Nintendo work inside the same building and are communicating closely about future entertainment experiences and that Nintendo's goal is to propose new forms of entertainment. Do you think Nintendo's next console will be a iteration on the Switch and like an evolution of it, or they're going to just do something new and and just like go back to a traditional like gaming console? What if I, they just came out with a more powerful Switch? 
well no well not only a more powerful switch like a switch 2 kind of deal but what if just a a a home console again i think that would kill base console really I think that would kill them because I think the thing is, is like we've had this discussion before, but it's like Nintendo has always done their own thing, whatever. But I think this time, I think they've it's almost like what you told me years ago, Ryan, actually, where you where they've designed themselves into a corner. You told me that Apple, for example, had designed itself into a corner where they've just made like basically like a slab of aluminum as the MacBook. And so, like, it's hard for them to change designs because it's like, what do we do? Like, make this side a little rounder, like more round. Like, you know what I mean? There's not much there. It's not like there's bells and whistles all over the place and like blades coming off the thing or something. Yeah, um, the iPhone basically switches between curved edges and flat edges. That's the thing. So it's like it's like so for this, I think we've seen Nintendo slowly but surely actually go to mobile, whether they wanted to or not. Like we've seen the Wii U, which was a home console, whatever tablet i don't think that was your mobile angle but like tablet maybe gave them a little bit of experience but i think one of the main things that really kept them afloat uh you know having not seeing numbers but in terms of like the zeitgeist was probably the 3ds and 2ds and all those iterations and i think that what we've seen is like nintendo's the only console manufacturer that's been able to successfully hang on to a handheld that's still mainstream yes i know it's you know end of life now type of thing or deprecated whatever um but like they were the only ones like the Vita is technically, I guess, quote unquote, still alive, but like it's not exactly on the stage. We don't see a lot of support for it, yada, yada, whatever. Um, but I think that if they were to take the switch and make just another home console, it's sort of like. It's it's taking away a major feature for no reason, and then it's sort of like, oh, this is just another box. I'll just buy a PlayStation 5. And yes, you are going to get your diehards. But then you had your diehards with the Wii U, and look how that went. Mm-hmm. You know what's genius about the Switch is that it, it cannibalized their uh, their 3DS. Instead of letting a competitor come in and make some fancy pants, you know, mobile competitor, they they just made it themselves. And that's that's another good point too. Is like if they so they cannibalize themselves, they take over, they 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 basically take their old mobile market, which is the DS and 3DS, they toss those aside. You know, those are end of life, whatever. Uh, And then they go, okay, we're going to pull out the, you know, we're going to like have the switch and that's going to be our replacement. So they're, you know, remaining on top of the handheld scene. But if they were to leave, like if they were to say, ah, you know what, we'll just make like a PlayStation clone, you know, like a Mm -hmm. home console again and just have it be like you plug it into the TV. I mean, first of all, you're losing a bunch of the Nintendo uniqueness, but you're also then you've cannibalized your mobile market. You don't have a second console to fall back on unless you consider the Switch something to run alongside a potential home console. And then you also have the issue of like, again, like those features are going to be gone forever um, until, though, one of your competitors come in. So they dominate a space, cannibalize themselves like, you know, like they should, as as a lot of business people would say, as they should remain on top, then just kill them, like kill their own idea and then let like the Vita 2 come out because PlayStation's like, oh, there's no competition. I might as well do another one. Right. So I don't I don't I don't like I, I think they've kind of designed not necessarily just in an artistic way, uh, although that too a little bit, but like I think they've designed themselves into the corner of they have to be mobile now or at least mobile in a way. Well, they also had to be unique all the time. It's not enough to just make another new console. Right. Right. Because they, they've they've got this reputation now that their consoles are the unique console. Um, so what you do after a Switch, other than just a more powerful Switch, I don't know. 
and and hopefully their their research and development team are are coming up with something pretty cool. I kind of had a theory that the labo those cells oh, yeah. were actually <laughs> yeah. I thought the labo was actually a test as to see whether people would like modular things because if you look at Apple for example Apple and other manufacturers um but Apple in particular to in my mind um really latches onto literally magnets um for their connectivity um and having things magnetized to a case to a phone to whatever to a magnetized connector more specifically can like expand to like you know we've seen phones with different cameras different uh speakers in apple's case we've seen like the the uh the charger uh, wireless charger magnetized to the back wallets magnetized to the back of the case etc um, I think that I think what we might end up seeing is Nintendo take the Labo concept, not as in the cardboard toys, but just like the idea in its like sort of rawest form. I think you might see Nintendo go more traditional tablet. I wouldn't even be surprised if it's Android or something like that. But and I've, I mentioned that on another show. I would see I would say more of a traditional tablet, but be like magnetized all over the place make like not you don't slide in the switch controllers you snap them in with magnets you snap on a bigger battery you snap on a little like fishing mechanism that games can make you slap on this connector this connector you slap it onto a dock and it's all magnetized i think that might be where they go there is a uh, rumor right now that apple is going to come out with a um, a bag safe battery pack and that, uh, that sounds super awesome to me I think I've seen the, not MagSafe, but I've seen that before. Actually, mm-hmm. I've seen like pucks, like batteries that look like pucks. So that would be a cool idea. Um, so anyway, I, I guess time will tell with the Nintendo what they do. Um, I don't think anyone really predicted the Switch or the or the Wii, you know, <laughs> or or the GameCube for that matter. <laughs> what do you What do you think about their power? Um, their what would I say their um position on literal computing power like they seem to they seem to not care and i get it like whatever you're nintendo hooray but like there is a point (laughs) in which like i actually think it hinders them like i still to this day i don't think think it hinders them no not it it does right now but it's not going to in the future when now that now that they've experimented with streaming to the to the console like they had they've had titles in japan for streaming for switch for last couple of years now sure and and now they're bringing titles to the switch now yeah like, but like you you i would assume streaming, it's not an issue i would assume they make a commission or however that works of any game sold for the switch right like more than likely there's like some sort of we don't know probably know what it is exactly maybe we do um the reason why i say that though is there's a lot of people out there that are Nintendo fans, but they use the Nintendo their Nintendo console as a secondary console. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of Nintendo people out there that use like sure their PlayStation whatever, um, and they got that first. But I think there's a lot of people that actually wouldn't do that. If you had a powerful Nintendo console that could play, you know, your top of the line FIFA games, mm-hmm. your top of the line GTA's, your top of the line whatever, even if it's not quite top of the line, like even if it's just like really good, like 4K at 30, yeah. and, like and, even if it's not just like not like the and, Xbox Series X, but maybe the Series S. Like I think though that Nintendo would actually benefit from that because you would get the people that want to play the Call of Duties and whatever, but if they're Nintendo fans, they can now have that on the go. They're gonna sell that. 
they're going to sell those games now and then they're just going to get a piece or commission or whatever however and, that works to their their like their bank and and they they were in that position at one point that it was the gamecube like the gamecube was powerful enough to rival the xbox and the playstation 2 and you did a see you did see a lot of a lot of uh uh AAA games i guess yeah at the time you still call triple a games that were across all three platforms and like it held its own against it and there were you know some the con that that particular console had some benefits against other ones and it had some downfalls with other things like like textures were really great on the gamecube um but you know it was a little lower resolution mm-hmm. like water like water effects dominated on the gamecube when water effects on the playstation and the xbox were not as great like like remember Resident Evil 4, arguably one of the greatest video games of all time, premiered and was an exclusive to GameCube. Like that that held that that pinnacle of a game at its height. And then it came over to the PlayStation. Um so like the the GameCube was the to me is the last proper game console that they had. In fact, it's I'd actually probably say it's the only like proper game console to today's standards that they've ever had because if you go one back to the n64 it's kind it doesn't meet that criteria and you go one forward to the wii it still doesn't meet that criteria but the gamecube to me like they had it they achieved what they needed to to rival the uh the main the main guys yeah i remember there were definitely kids like i was in elementary school during this and like i will i do remember people just having a a gamecube but like if they had an N64, they also had a PlayStation, usually. Yeah. It raises a good question, though, if they're leaving money on the table. But I don't. I also don't think they mind. Um, you know, I think they like the position that they're in. And they're getting a bunch of ports right now. And they must be selling because it keeps happening. More studios are bringing games to the Switch, right? I don't think, I don't think they're hurting. I think they're just leaving money there. Like, I... I then like nintendo nintendo charges a good a good dollar like a high price that rarely goes down like frequently anyway or is rarely on sale as i hear i'm not a huge nintendo fan so i don't track it myself but i always hear that nintendo games you know retain their value for a very long time so you know we're talking 92 ish dollars in canada after tax and you know we're at a point where like if the console was a hundred dollars more that's only one game yeah. And if and so like clearly the Nintendo fans have the money. If it's so they could raise the console by a hundred bucks and then just also have the Call of Duties and stuff. Like I know that that sounds weird, and maybe that's why they're like, eh. But like I don't think they would ever go but, on go on Nintendo Direct and be like Call of Duty now. Like I don't think but, they would do that. But I think that they would be able to to just have them there. Maybe maybe they don't want to be constrained by the the power requir- uh, requirements though. You can't have the power of a PS5 in a handheld like that. You not not, probably, a, not at this point. No no no. But that's what I mean. Like you like right now. I think the 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 Switch is a 720p screen with an old chip. Like I think it's like the Nvidia Shield One or something. Mm-hmm. Like it's an old chip. What I'm saying is don't do don't do something crazy. Don't don't build a a new computer or anything like like up to that spec. Don't build a PS5. Like don't that's ridiculous. You know, you can still have your slower load times and stuff like that. You can still take liberties with the fact that it's mobile, but A, your console should be more powerful by a significant margin when it's plugged in. 
which we know is possible because we have computers like the Surface Book. So, like, we know it's possible because that has a performance base. So, like, it needs to be significantly more powerful when plugged in. And then you're going to cut a lot of the resolution out when you're on the mobile screen. If you're if we're saying that this thing's going to be like the Switch and it's dockable. I think the dock, instead mm-hmm. of it effectively being just a mount and a charging base with, like, some, you know, pass-through ports, I think that they need to make that thing an electronic itself. I think that that mm-hmm. thing needs to have, like, a GPU in it. That would make and then just and then just cut it down to 720p, 72030, and just have like, you know, half decent um frame like like yeah, like 30 FPS on the go, maybe 60 at 1080 on uh 60 at 1080 or 4K 30 when it's docked. But mm-hmm. like I think cutting the resolution down to 720 is something that's totally reasonable. 72030, Adriano's baseline. But like that's like <laughs> that's a totally reasonable mobile yeah, gaming setup. Uh, it's it's the working man's gaming setup. It's, it's... <laughs> well, because phones are gonna gonna hurt them. Like phones, phones are gonna start surpassing them. Like like I'm, I'm looking have. at I think playing. They already have. Well, no, but like have, I'm talking about like in the actual market. Like people don't be like, oh, Ooh, this is a gaming machine. You know, people don't. Um, but like, oh, I think I think it's a while before we get to that point. Uh, the thing is, though, is like, <laughs> I don't I don't think it's too far away. I think it I think it depends on what the kids play. If if like <laughs> if people give if people give their kid their old phone with a controller and give them xCloud within 5 years that image changes. Because a kid that was 10s now 15 and can start buying his own stuff slowly but surely starts working whatever. I think that that's where that's what like like xCloud slash Xbox Game Pass whatever you want to call it the streaming part of it might change the image of phones. I think that's why we're seeing gaming phones come out come out because I think they see that the the market's going to probably change in the phone game. And like are you going to buy a new phone that can do everything or are you going to buy like a Switch? Yeah. It's uh interesting times. Interesting times. All right, let's move on to our final story. Uh, Silent Hill could be getting two reboots. Oh yeah, I forgot about this one. And apparently, with the uh, the medium dev, uh, this is a report from uh, oh, BGC, look... but I'm getting this from Gamespot. Oh, I look forward to playing a Silent Hill game that won't run properly on my PC. That's only because <laughs> wait, wait, that's only because of the yeah, the dual world thing. It's, yeah, it's, it's complicated. Um, anyway, the report compiled by VGC suggests that Konami might be preparing two different reboots of the popular horror franchise. With one already well into development at a Japanese studio, uh, Blooper Team, the developer of the medium, could potentially be working on the other. Uh, with CEO Pieter uh, Babigno confirming that the studio has been working on a horror IP from a quote very famous gaming publisher. No. End quote. What if? What if? But what if that other? What if that horror IP is just like a Castlevania reboot? Because that's also Konami. Oh yeah, I guess so. Is that is that considered horror? Action adventure, maybe oh, okay. a little bit of uh, gothic. Uh, there's yeah, yeah it has has gothic and it's macabre elements yeah. in it, but uh, I, well, I wouldn't call it uh, hair raising horror. It's also funny to say a very famous famous gaming publisher. While Konami is famous, it's like kind of fallen. Yeah, in the last in recent years here, they uh, they they uh, fell by the wayside. Their their pachinko machines have taken over their. Uh, their number their Excel sheets. 
Uh, this would line up with other hints that Blooper might be working on its own Silent Hill entry. Uh, er- earlier this year, famed Silent Hill composer, uh, do you know this name? Akira Yamakai? Yeah, it's from Silent Hill 2. It's most famous uh, for that one. Amazing. He confirmed that he was working with Blooper on another game outside of the medium. Uh, that's that's probably Silent Hill. They're probably doing Silent Hill. Because um, he did the Silent Hill 2 soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, amazing piece of music that opening but, oh I, I could have a separate conversation just about that soundtrack alone here's what's funny though he appeared on a video where he teased a project he described as quote the one you've been hoping to hear about yeah and Castlevania. The, video, <laughs> the video was quickly taken offline oh. with konami denying involvement oh nelly <laughs> I, I always like those ones um so yeah, half-life uh, three no, they have Half-Life Alex. <laughs> um, it could be it could be that they are just kind of pushing two they're slowly pushing two in two different games in two very different directions and seeing which one they like. They could say, Okay, drop dead date, both both studios show us what you have, and then they'll decide which one to kind of front and maybe kill the other one. So they who, could be who, who developed the first one? It's Konami in house. It's Konami proper. Oh, like a Konami studio did it? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Silent Hill games. The first three are f- pretty fantastic. I highly recommend them. You know this. This gives me a small hope that MGS is not dead. Oh, Ryan. Just give me my hope. Right. Fine. You if you get Silent Hill, I I, I can get MGS, right? But Ryan, ba- based on based on this though, what's more likely, Silent Hill or MGS? Well, no, we don't have any rumor of MGS. Silent Hill is is probably yeah. likely happening. I just I just hope uh, Norman Reedus isn't in it. <laughs> but you hope <laughs> Norman Reedus isn't in MGS? No, Silent Hills. Oh, I don't Hill, think he'll. I don't think he would go back to working with Konami. I, he's uh, he's buddies with uh, Kojima now, right? Yeah, you know it's got to be said. He is a really good Sam Porter Bridges, actually. Is there another Sam Porter Bridges? Uh, there isn't. But I mean, he, mean, he 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 fits that he, role really well. Because that that world is very dreary, and and all the actors are like kind of like dreary, and they all fit in. It's a it's a definitely a, co- a cohesive uh, um, presentation. I, yeah, actually, like he doesn't look like. Norman Reedus was cast like obviously it is Norman Reedus and looks like him but do you know what I'm trying to say like if there was an event like that that made a world like that he's a believable character in that world Mm -hmm. so I don't think he would go back to Silent Hills because he he was kind of like a standout they were sort of like what the what the hell like (laughs) you know what I mean like yeah it's funny because when you play that PT teaser uh, you go to the bathroom like it's all that schmuck on the mirror placed just the right way so you can't see the uh see your character's no. model yeah. and then they uh you know the four days it took to figure that out and then it's revealed norman Reedus was in the house the entire time we have like three That's hours you... of footage of us not knowing to press the x button when <laughs> playing pt oh oh yeah 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 there and was then, a blue uh... x and like i think i think i looked it up and it was horrible well, the the actual ending it took it took they said uh, people figured it out faster than they thought it would because it had to do with the microphone. It's your it was your vocal reaction that if you happen to have is your that mic, confirmed? yeah, I think I think I think that's what uh, they ended up. That think 
from what I remember reading, that's what it was. It was it's the it's the input on the microphone if you had it plugged into the PlayStation controller was determined how how you got out. Uh, that's that's actually scary. Yeah. I wonder if um I remember uh Mark Hamill talking about um how George Lucas likes to cast people who are very similar to their roles so he doesn't have to direct them too much. I wonder if I wonder if Kojima might be the same way where he he cast uh yeah. Norman Reedus to be kind of Norman Reedus. Norman, Norman Reedus, yeah. Yeah. I can believe it. All right, that's all we got for this week. Uh thanks for joining us. Um you can catch us uh weekly on Wednesdays um around 8:30ish. Uh, we're streaming on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash day1patchmedia. The Sea of Thieves uh, lately. That's what we're likely, getting going. Like we playing Sea of Thieves, yeah. Yeah, I need my uh, ancient coins. You gotta we level will, up. We will see you guys next time. Peace!